Hello and welcome to e-commerce growth stories. This is your hostess with the mostest, Juliana Jackson, aka the CLV lady. And also I am the chief evangelist for OmniConvert. And this is Valentin Radu, CEO of OmniConvert. Thank you for tuning in today for a new episode of e-commerce growth stories. Do you like snooping around? I know I do. I don't know, did you ever wonder what Sony uses to power their e-commerce business or Coca-Cola or Motorola or other big names in uh, e-commerce and retail? Well, today the secret is gonna be revealed. And I am talking about Vitex. Vitex is the first and only fully integrated commerce marketplace and OMS solution that offers fastest time to revenue and no upgrades like ever. So if you're an e-commerce brand and you're looking to, to find a software that can really become a powerhouse to your business, providing you the best go-to-market speed, flexibility, daily updates and reports, and overall platform stability and agility, you really have to check these guys out. So make sure you go to visit vtex.com, that's vtex.com today, and give that e-commerce business a boost. <laughs> to admit I almost lost this podcast and coming in this podcast live because I've been trying to talk to her for so long. So guys, I'm here today with a very special friend of mine. Her name is Debbie uh, Mecca. She is the director of marketing at LTV SaaS Growth Fund. Debbie, thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to talk to you. We've been chatting about everything on Slack. Yeah. Super and, pumped to be here. Are we going to yeah. stop at all or no? We're just going to keep it Shopify today? I don't know. I, I mean, you see, you see, <laughs> like I'm here, he popped the way for the people that are going to listen to this tomorrow. Just please know yeah. I pointed to my arm tattoo <laughs> and the Wu-Tang, <laughs> the Wu-Tang logo. Debbie, I'm excited to have you here, first of all, because you are brilliant and you're like, you know, I call myself the COV lady, but you're also the COV lady. You're, you're a better COV lady than I am. And I know like you've been through a lot of things lately and I know right now you're working to build a lot of stuff when it comes to the Shopify app store ecosystem. So I'm very very, very excited to hear about everything that you're doing. But the first thing I want to know is I want to introduce you to our audience. Tell us who you are, what are you doing, and, you know, why should people love you as much as I do right now? Hmm, that's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Uh, so I'm Deb Mecca. I work, I've been working in the Shopify ecosystem since 2014, started on the development side. I am now it, marketing 10 different Shopify apps. Oh, wow. Totally normal uh, and growing. And so they, most of them kind of circle around growth for merchants, for Shopify merchants. They're Shopify specific. Uh, so we're pretty exclusive in that way, which I like. Okay. And um, so no big deal. I mean, I've got tons of free time, obviously, right? I don't know about that. Like 10 apps, that sounds like a lot. Yeah. It's fun though. So yeah, I mean, I'm a yeah. marketer by heart. I like, I like the full life cycle of marketing and um, so it's fun. It, I like growing things. So the fact that these apps keep growing before Shopify Unite, I was in charge of six apps and yeah. now 10. So it was like, poof, overnight, we've got three, four more. Thank you, Toby, for loading. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you got loaded up with 10 apps. So what what is LTV SaaS Fund? What are you guys doing? What does this company do? 
Yeah, so um, we manage uh, and grow 10 different Shopify apps all within uh, the ecosystem. And they do more than that outside of Shopify. But mm-hmm. for the sake of this conversation, I think what's relevant really is just, you know, these 10 Shopify apps. So what are these apps? Tell me, do I know any of them? What are, what apps are you talking about? Oh boy. Okay. So we have Trackify X, which helps with uh, tracking Facebook pixels. I know this guy is the pixel whisperer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, he, Thomas. I for, Thomas. Yeah, I forgot his last name. I think this guy is brilliant. We actually yeah, had him in the, um, f- uh, you know, the the, the previous uh, season of uh, e-commerce growth show. That was the name back then, and he's yeah. brilliant. So yeah. you guys, so you guys uh, acquired it, or you're working together? We did, and we work together. Oh he's God, still works. That's so cool on a lot of things. So, um, so yeah, Trackify. We've got Incart Upsell, which is a you can embed uh, upsell offers on the cart directly on the cart page and on product pages. Oh. So no pop-ups, no, no, nothing to annoy the customer experience. Um, you can make some fun like carousels uh, and just do fun, cool things with that. Um, and then we have product customizer. So G- product customizer just released an image swatch feature, which enables merchants to swap between different colors, different fabrics uh, to really oh, kind wow. of bring the product to life a little bit more. Uh, it does more things. I mean, you can pretty much cop customize your products however you'd like. Um, and then we have stuff that's more kind of in the, we have uh, pre-order now, which is just like the name implies. Yeah. <laughs> um, where you can do pre-orders, which um, we just did a case study with a swimwear brand where they increased their sales in May by 50% as soon as they installed the app. So that's insane. Yeah. Um, so pre-order now, we have bulk discounts now where you can offer discounts in bulk, quantity breaks, quantity discounts. Um, it's not quite on the wholesale tip, but it enables merchants to, to offer more, more of a breadth and depth. Um, so recently I just purchased uh, a big quantity through, through a merchant in Shopify um, and they use the app, which was really cool. And I didn't know that. I just kind of discovered them out in the wild, which was really neat. And I was like, is that bulk discounts? And yeah, it was. Um, anyway, uh, so then we have wholesale pricing now, which is um, just like the name implies, it's for wholesalers. Um, and then we just acquired four more apps, which I'm still learning about, honestly. So uh, to be continued, watch the space on those. Okay, okay. So let's unpack. Let's unpack everything. So you got, first of all, you got the Pixel Whisperer. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. Second of all, you said that uh, you have that app called Pre-Order Now, which, uh, which you know, helps someone grow with 15%. And I just want to let it know for the record that I took the name of that app. <laughs> I have it on paper. So for who's ever watching on YouTube, I wrote it down because I like, I like apps that provide you a quick win when you install them. So I'm all for that. And um, I, I just want to ask you something like, you have you guys have 10 apps right so how did you feel you know yesterday when the uh, the day before yesterday i don't even know what day is today anymore but that's a story for another day (laughs) but how did you guys you know take the whole unite stuff when you know what it looks like right now is that um shopify is planning to make it i guess easier for app developers to enter the shopify system but at the same time they're not trying to strangle them with those commissions that we all we all hate all of us app developers hate so tell me about that how how you know how did you feel about unite what's your thoughts on it 
Good question. So uh, I went to the first Unite and I was on the development side uh, and Toby got up on stage and he said, opportunity is everywhere. And I said, you know what, you're right. And I went home and I quit my job and started marketing Shopify apps. I started a consulting company and started doing that. And so this Unite felt very much like that same type of electricity for app developers where it's like, literally they've they've gotten rid of this, the sky's the limit. They, they kind of leveled out the playing ground where anybody can enter the space and yeah. really start taking off. And so it's just a low entry point giving a lot more developers or marketers or a blend of developers and, and marketers opportunities to really spread their wings and offer merchants more opportunities. So I'm excited. Um, you know, we don't own anything in the AR VR space, but I'm kind of hoping that that's a new acquisition because that's just something that's been bubbling up since the first Unite that I find just so intriguing. And yeah. it was really fun that they had shown during Unite, I don't know how much of it you watched, but they showed Allbirds um, where you can try in the Allbirds shoes directly from their store on the product page. So, um, and I know Snapchat does a lot of stuff with that, with trying on shoes, trying on makeup. So just opening up that floodgate, I think is just really huge. And so where there there may be some friction in in the money part of things or the business side of that, I think it's, uh, it's reduced that allowing more to kind of come in and take, take that space. So I'm thinking, I'm not thinking, you know, the normal stuff that you see, the shipping, the fulfillment, the customer service, you know, just the kind of stuff that we like and that, that that's utility and that's needed. But I'm also thinking like, all right, how are we going to take this a little further and create some awesome experiences for, for merchants to do a lot more fun things. And so for me, that's where I went with it, you know, but I mean, from, from looking at it from the perspective of our apps, like there were no negatives that day, which I think is really big. Like everyone just sort of sits on the, uh, at the edge of their seats wondering like, what are they going to say? How is this going to impact us? Like, who is this going to cannibalize, you know? Um, But more than that, like what types of opportunities are going to come from it? And I think that day, Wednesday was today, Thursday, Tuesday, when Unite was, I think it was just very much like a celebratory thing across the board. You could be anywhere doing anything. And if you weren't celebrating, if your hairs on your arms weren't coming up with excitement, yeah. then you're not, you're dead. Like then you shouldn't be in the space. Cause it just was so huge. Uh, it was such a huge day for us all. Um, I think with in-cart upsell, I think it just op- opens up a lot more opportunity. Uh, so yeah, we're excited. I mean, just across the board, we're excited. I think they're doing a great job at expanding and also, um, I guess, strengthening the app ecosystem because, I mean, there's a lot of people that are selling their apps there, me included, and uh, it's always been hard. Like, it's very, very hard to get staff picked. It's very, very hard to, you know, uh, compete because it's very, very competitive, which is awesome because it makes you as an app developer to go the extra mile and invest in services and in narratives and so on. And I mean, you know that I'm in, you know, the same shoes as you just with one app, thank God, just one app. But it's, it's hard for me, for instance, sometimes to know how to optimize my Shopify page better or what to do to work. And I spend money on their ads, but like, there's a lot of people that are going to listen to this. They're also Shopify app developers. So 
you've been working with this for so long. Yeah. Tell us, give us something to help us poor bastards, me, myself more, help me to understand how an app developer can position themselves better in the Shopify store to make sure that it reaches the right merchants at the right time. Yeah. I mean, so just like anything with marketing, you have to optimize your listing on a weekly basis. I mean, that's weekly. really... Yeah, that's really... I didn't know that. Yeah, you really want to just kind of keep keep the optimization flowing there. Taking notes. <laughs> Taking notes. Um, you know, and it, it could be small little tweaks here and there, but you, you just definitely want to kind of look at your analytics and Damn. your ads. Good thing you have the ads and yeah. start seeing, like, not only just, like, your exact match keywords, but sort of looking at what did they type in to find me and then optimizing around and the, around those areas. Um, they do give a certain like character limit per area. So you definitely want to make sure that you're maximizing that opportunity. I would say and uh, now that yeah. playing around with, um, you know, sort of showing the media gallery in the listing prior to clicking on it, which I think is really cool. I think that there's some like some people in the camp that are like, I don't like it. And then me in the camp that's like, it's amazing. Um, and I think it's amazing because it we're all about like I came from the the media side where every click you pay for or yeah. you don't it could hurt, help or hurt you. So if someone comes in and bounces right away, that's bad, right? So having the ability to kind of show like window shop before you decide to come into the store, so to speak, um, I think is is huge from a marketing standpoint in terms of like your relevancy and scores and all of that kind of stuff that happens behind the scenes. Um, but you want to make sure that your media gallery is like looking pretty fresh. Like you don't have to buy it. You know, you don't have to pay like professionally to do it. There are services out there there are services out there that you can, you know, stitch it together, but yeah. you want it to look good. Uh, so that, you know, because it's going to be the first thing that they see. potential buyers see. Yeah. So you want to make sure that that's looking fresh. Um, but, you know, I think the new categories are interesting. I think we're, we're trying to still figure out, is it helping us? Is it hurting us? Like, where are we? You know, yeah. we're tracking that on a, on a weekly basis and, and sometimes I feel good about it and sometimes I don't feel great about it. And, um, you know, so it's just an ongoing thing that everyone's still, I think, trying to figure out. Um, but recently, uh, so with that in mind, I, I'm all about community, as you know, yeah. like we met because there because was of a community. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so I'm always about community. And, so, you know, I've got these 10 apps that I have to, to, to market, which I love. Yeah. And, you know, and then there, all my friends have apps that they are trying to market. And then there are people that I just know in the industry that have apps that they want to market. And so a couple of us are coming up with a new project. Okay. Um, yeah. That kind of couples around the categories that they have in the Shopify app store. Um, it's not officially named. I probably shouldn't be talking about it right now, but I'm going to. Why not? Do it, do it, um, do it, do it. It's, it's, we're calling it the App Collective. And essentially, okay. 
It's um, it's a it's a collection of different Shopify apps in various disciplines um, where we're going to kind of support each other. So it's outside of Shopify, but within the Shopify community, and it's twofold. So it's helping your community of app friends, but then it's also like helping the merchant make sense out of all these apps because there's just so many of them now. And so it's like when you first start out. And, you know, you, you hire developers most times, and then you go to the developer as a merchant, you go to the developer and you say, Hey, like what apps should I, or what functionality should I use, yeah. get started? Yeah. So it's usually like, you need an email marketing, you know, it's like those few first few to get them off yeah. the ground and get running. But then beyond that, it's like, then what? How do I optimize for better conversions? How do I optimize for uh, a better store experience? Um, and so then it's like, well, where did my developer go? Or how do I make sense out of the app store? And so then, you know, you're like reading a lot of stuff and you get confused. It's almost like if you go, I mean, if you go to the Nike store or something and you like look at a thousand different shoes, it's like sometimes you're like, okay, I'll buy that one. And then sometimes you're like, I don't know. It's just too much. It's like killing my head. Um, And so we really want to help them make sense out of what that next step is. So like with Trackify, Trackify is not something that you need right out of the gates, but it's something that you will need as your business starts to hit that like more mature. You're driving traffic now. And like, how do you then deal with your pixels and with all of that traffic? And so um, that's where you, your, your app, our apps, that's where they kind of play. And it's like, how do we then help the merchant Choose what understand what all that is? Yeah. I, I agree with this. And I think, uh, I mean, I'm not sure how much you would agree with me on this, but I think all of us that do app development and we're selling a software and we're selling a technology should do a better job educating merchants because we don't like, I mean, a lot of us fall and uh, us included, we, we fall in the trap of showing ROI too fast because that's how it works. That's what brands want. Sadly, they just want the fast ROI. They don't want to think too much. And I get it. I'm lazy too. <laughs> you know, I get yeah. it. I want to, I want something. I want to plug it. And I want it to work for me because I'm busy. I have to run an e-commerce store and I have sh- shit to do. Right. But also I think us in the community, in the app development uh, and app developers and software community, we should do better to educate brands about what are their options when it comes to choosing the right tool, but also choosing the right strategy that fits for them. Because, you know, it's a lot of shit advice out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, (sighs) do the pre-order now where the swimwear brand that I was talking about, he's, you know, him and his partner are 20 years old. Yeah. He started this swimwear brand during the pandemic and they were killing it on TikTok. They still are. And, um, and they were running out of stock because it was just flying off the shelves. And so they were doing like out of stock stuff and like, they were, you know, just like weird, like hacky things with it. And one of their customers actually said, hey, you need a pre-order solution. And like, that's how they figured out that they needed a pre-order. Like they didn't know that they need that that even existed or that, that was even like a thing. Um, and then as soon as they installed it, their sales increased 50% that one month. Like that's insane, right? Um, so when I think about that, my wheels start to churn. It's like, okay, well, even someone who I'd consider to be like resourceful and this and that, like he still was like relying on a customer to help 
lead the way to the next mature step, which is what we've been talking about. So um, how do we then educate them? How do we become the educators in that in that situation and put them into the right bucket and then also kind of help each other out. It's like, I think the whole beauty of what makes Unite so beautiful, it's in the name. It's like we are all united as an ecosystem to help each other out to ultimately help the merchant out. And so um, that's where the idea of the app collective came. It's like, how can we, you know, feed ourselves and help each other out, become kind of like a family, you know, disparate family. It's almost like when you were a kid or whatever, right? Like your dad, um, your, your toilet broke, right? And someone was like, hey, uh, you, you go to your, the person, your neighbor across the street and you're like, hey, our toilet broke, like what should we do? And they're like, oh, I got a guy, you know? And then like that guy, he calls the guy and the guy comes over and fixes your toilet. And so I think that's kind of the fundamental idea is like, we got the guy, we got your guy, you know? Um, yeah, and it's very powerful when it comes from, um, you know, like when something comes from a re reference and when it comes from a network that people trust already, it's much easier. I hear myself. Are you echoing? Yes. Hello, hello, hello. hello. I'm like DJ Clue, DJ Clue, DJ. <laughs> Just when you thought it was over. DJ Clue. <laughs> ah! Of course, I'm always, this is what I do in podcasts. I'm a horrible host, I think, sometimes because I end up just liking the guests too much and I just goof around because <laughs> it's, it's because you're awesome. It's only your fault for this. But yeah, yeah I think people that are watching or listening, like they don't know. I'm mental. Like we love each other. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just like each other too much and, you know, it's unstoppable. Yeah. And it's, it's what it is. But no, you are right. I think um, that's the, that's the power of the community because you are elevating other people in your community by your own influence and other gain influence. And I think that's super important because it's very, very hard. Like it's very competitive for brands out there, but it's very competitive for us as well. And I, I'm not only talking about the fact that, you know, there's people, I don't know, selling similar products. It's not even about that. It's about, you know, competing on space in a tech stack, competing in terms of priorities, competing in terms of strategies. Because, for instance, with me, where I'm selling an analytics tool that's focused on retention. I have to compete with acquisitions. I don't have to compete with another retention app. So, like, every app that you install, it's either, you know, uh, fuels one of your mindsets or challenges your mindset. So I'm in the latter part when I have a very hard sell to do. And, it's, and, and the fact, you know, that you guys are trying right now to create a community for people like myself that I'm struggling not only because, not because of the app, not because of the installs, it's just because of the region and the remoteness, because everything happens there, you know? And we are here at, in the middle of fucking nowhere, and it's hard. But, I, like, you know, there's a lot of apps that come from our region, like Recart, like Cartloop. Like, our region is producing a lot of great, you know, technology. And, you know, without further ado, where do I sign up for this community? <laughs> I'm inviting yep. myself live so you cannot say no. So I'm going to have receipts. It's I, like mean, that. <laughs> I know somebody involved in this, so I can put in a good word for you. You know what I'm saying? You should. See, there you go. The community part. There you go. The community part. No, but I think it's an amazing idea. And um, I think it's a great way to use your network. Like once you sit, you know, a lot of times in these communities, because that's how it LinkedIn is. Like, you know, I know you don't understand why I'm using LinkedIn. But for me, it's a community, as you saw. Yeah. And it's, 
and I think like how your your Twitter is, right? If you tweet, people will see it. If I tweet, you can go with your mistress on my Switch feed because no one is gonna look there and find you. Like <laughs> you can just go hit the body on my tweet feed. But when you tweet something, you know, people pay attention. And I think this is the part, you know, like where all of us have developers, like we have something that the other one doesn't. And you know, by combining our forces we can become instrumental for the for the merchant. And I think you know, I think that's amazing, and I love that. And uh, talking about these ten apps, because I still cannot get over it. Tell me which one, because you have to have one that's your favorite, or it's or or no. Ooh. Don't tell me what's your favorite. Tell me what's your merchant's favorite favorite app. Ooh, that one's oh, I can't do that. You know, I can't do that. Um, but tell me, tell me why. So I'm an e-commerce brand right now. Yeah. I'm an e-commerce brand. And let's say I'm, I don't know, I'm in the market for two years. I'm making, I made 2 million in annual revenue. I've acquired like 10,000 customers. I'm selling CPG. I need to up my game. All this privacy shit is happening. What do you give me and why? Boy, um, can I, can I say three? Yeah. Okay. Give me something um, like you have to send me to war right now. Q4 okay. is coming. Debbie, help me. <laughs> okay, great. I mean, definitely Trackify. Because if, you, if you're at that level, you're running some aggressive Facebook ads and you need a more insight. So Trackify is not only going to um, track the SSI purchase events, but it's also going to track the non-purchase events, which is really huge. Um, yeah. So advantage and you're going to absolutely need that you're going to want that because a lot of times you see in the reporting like there's all these discrepancies and stuff um and so trackify kind of null and voids that plus the integrations that we have with a lot of friendlier other apps too which just enables you to go a little bit further so i'm going to say trackify that's not number one it's on the list um i do love trackify honestly i'm sorry but I really yeah. recommend that app to everyone. It's just good. Like, why don't you have it? Uh, if you're running Facebook ads. Um, yeah. In card upsell, just because you, I mean, it's a no brainer. Like if somebody's checking out, why not offer them something that's complimentary? That's going mm-hmm. to enable them to increase their average order value right there on the fly. Um, and then product customizer, uh, unless you have like a really robust, uh, developer, you just have a lot more control over what you want to do and flexibility. So if your SQ, your SKUs or SKUs are growing and you have these burgundy needs and evolving needs and you want to be able to have that flexibility as a non-technical person, uh, then product customizer is definitely the way to go because you can install it and start getting things flowing with all of that really quickly and easily at a very low entry point. So I'd say... Those and you covered a lot of steps in the customer journey right now with just three apps. Yeah. And I like, I love that. I love that. I think, I think it's awesome. And uh, um, I mean, I like the idea of personalizing uh, the, the offering on the cart, because, on the cart page. I've seen Carl Elster post a lot about this. And there's yeah. some brands that are really, really doing it good. And I think this is also a space where you can become very creative rather than just... I mean, I've seen some shitty ones too. Like you, you, you have something in your cart, and they, you know, suggest you the same shit in the in the cart, and I'm like, damn, you know, like please stop. So it's you, it's so funny that you brought up Kurt because he had posted something. I think it was Caraway. They yeah, did, they did um, the carousel, the upsell in the carousel on the cart page, and I was like, 
damn, that's cool. And I went to my team and I was like, hey, can we do this? And they're like, whip it up. And they're like, hey, here's a store that's doing that. And I was like, whoa. So yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So you can do that within card up. So, so I was like, you know, getting a little like puffy on my chest about it. And, um, and then, and, and so Kurt will do that stuff. Like he'll post something else and I'll go to the team and be like, Hey, can we do that? And they're like, yeah, hang on one second. And then they'll like find a store that does it. I'm like, Damn. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I do admit that Kurt has some really, really dope content and I am the same. I'm just like every time he, for him, I go on Twitter because he doesn't post that much on LinkedIn. Of course, everyone that's cool. I feel bad, you know, because all of you cool guys are not on LinkedIn. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, on LinkedIn all day. you know, like you, all of you guys are on Twitter and, you know, I, I just have to open my Twitter just to check up on the DTC fam people. And on Kurt and on, on, you know, on Ezra Firestone, like all these people that I'm like, you know, fangirling. I was about yeah. to say fanboying, fanboying, <laughs> but I'm not fanboying at all. But like, like you guys, like, why are you two guys? I, I, I'm at, what, where is this e-commerce people? Where is this D, D, direct to consumer DTC fan? Why are you guys not on LinkedIn? Because I'm there struggling on my own. <laughs> I mean, I think that we have like the opposite problem. Like I don't get any engagement on LinkedIn and I just don't value it because I have too many people in my network from like before that I'm just like, "Eh." like, I don't really want to be posting on there as much. I don't, I don't really like LinkedIn. Um, But Twitter is like a wide ocean, you know, I think I've been on there since 2008 and I've been like slugging away at it. Um, I had like almost 16,000 followers and then like I got rid of a bunch and I have like 12,000. Um, so it showed like the actual value of my audience wasn't, there was, you know, 4,000 that just was trash. Um, but, (laughs) but you have to work at it. You know, it's just one of those things where, um, I just get zero engagement on LinkedIn, but on Twitter I get, you know, I, I have a better time over there to be honest. So. I'm so jealous because I cannot figure Twitter out, but I like seeing you guys. And I think, you know, you guys put put out great content in very little characters while I'm there writing a whole fucking poem. I'm like, listen, did you see my last, I, did you see what I did last week? I don't know if you saw, but I see, I do a lot of stuff. Like I, I dropped some bars <laughs> about, uh, no, honestly I did. So I'm a SaaS company, right? I sent a newsletter to 16,000 people, not the whole portion. I sent it to 60,000 people and I was talking about where's my order, but like I was, re- I redid the Stan lyrics and I posted this on social media and it went crazy and people were responding and I'm like, you know, I cannot do this on Twitter and I wish because true to be told in terms of e-commerce, there's a better audience there. more quality i'm not saying on linkedin is not like there's some really really dope ass people on linkedin brands and software companies but i think in terms of trends and in terms of the things that are moving you know there's much more that happens on twitter so the reason why i wanted to do this is for you to tell us how do how do we find you on twitter so we can follow you there oh okay yeah so i'm at deb mecca it's pretty easy to find me there. Um, and, and you better yeah. find her. Come follow and me. And follow her. That's yeah. And yeah, no, come on over, Juliana. We'll, we'll hang out on Twitter and we'll get you an audience. We'll Nobody likes my tweets. <laughs> I do. I know, but, but I don't stuff. even post. I, I post random stuff on Twitter. But, you know, fuck social media. Let's go back. I want to wrap it up because I want to understand more. So 
Deb, right now you're handling 10 apps, you're touching on different uh, points of the customer journey and you want to do even more. So you came up with the idea of creating a community and adding even more apps to your place because you want to change the way the e-commerce merchant, the merchant can select what are the apps that make sense for their growth, correct? Did I got that right? You did, um, yeah, because it's like, I don't know, where are they in the space of like now they've matured and how do they make sense out of the app store? I mean, yeah. I just think yeah. it's like, you know, I know I gave the the sneaker example, but like, you know, I obviously wear makeup. So if I go into a Sephora store, there's like a hundred different lipsticks. There's a hundred different mascaras. There's a hundred different blushes and I am confused and I'm actually like mad and I want to leave. You know, I, I just, I'm not into it. Like I wear makeup, but I don't like trying to figure it out. Yeah. It's too overwhelming and they're all around the same price. And like, I don't know. And so I want the woman to walk up to me and say, here are three options, small, medium, high, take your pick. Guess which yeah. one I'm going to pick. I'm always going to pick the middle one, but yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> But the point is, they whittle it down to three. Those yeah. three may not be the best based off of our conversation, but she's just literally made sense out of it for me, and I'm going to choose one of the three. I'm not going to, like, go, oh, maybe not the three. I'm going to go over here and look for, like, the 20 other ones that are available right in my eye view. I'm just going to choose one of the three. And so that's what we want to do. We want to kind of – and especially now, we thought of this idea before the Unite example – our announcements, but um, there's going to be a lot more apps entering the market. And so then it's going to become even more challenging for them to yeah. figure out and make sense out of it all. And Shopify's done a great job, you know, and they're, and they're continuing to build tools and things around figuring that out for us uh, or for the merchant. But, um, but we, because I love my, I value community and, um, and I really, I love hanging out with the people that I love while I'm working how can we make money and hang out and service ourselves while we're servicing the merchant and the app collective just sort of made sense to do that. So I just need to be on that list. You promised me on live television. I mean, it's not television, but you know, you promised me on live internet. I know. I know. So <laughs> No, but I would love to, because I think it's an amazing idea. And um, I, I love community as you know, very well. I suck at it lately because I'm, my life is, you know, I told you, yeah. but I'm excited for the future and I'm definitely excited for you because you are in a position right now where you can change so many merchants, you know, way of doing business and not only with the apps that you have, but it's also your knowledge of how to put things together because there is also an art behind uh, creating a software infrastructure and knowing exactly where to plug and where to be tailored to the needs of a merchant. So I think that's the part that I really want to point out. Like we're not just meeting here talking, you know, and selling our software. Like I'm talking about here, like Deb is building you an infrastructure of apps that makes sense for your store. And she's not just telling you random shit to install. She's helping you elevate the way your tech stack is um, architecture so you can make money. And I think that's the most important part. Yeah, so we're going to start off with three webinars, um, and the webinars are really going to be around pain, benefit, and a demo. So as an app developer, an app marketer, you don't really have to come in prepared. Like, you don't have to do a deck or anything just to be a part of it, because you know what the pain point is that your app solves. You know the benefit that it brings to them, and then you know how to demo 
what it looks like on a product page or whatever it may be. And so, um, you know, 15 small digestible pieces where each person has a shot of like really breaking it down in a very, very systematic way. Like after Unite, people were saying like, break this down in layman's terms for me. And so it's like, how do you simplify something for someone who doesn't understand what customer lifetime value actually means? Like they've heard those words, but they don't know what it means, you know? And so doing it in a very, 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 very simplistic way that says, here's your problem. Here's the benefit of what my thing is going to help you overcome based off of that problem. And then here's actually what it looks like or how to do it. Yeah, and it's that simple. And it's that simple. And I think, you know, what you're going to achieve and where I see it right now from where I stand is that you're going to achieve the way people like us are seeing in the e-commerce community because it's you know we always have that chip on our shoulder because we're trying to sell our software and so on but like brands need to think that we're going through the same shit as them like we are going through optimizing our product pages we're going through optimizing our customer journeys we're going through optimizing our own retentions and our own acquisitions so i mean all of us we're in the same same pile of shit together it's just that we have different ways to deal with it so i think the way you're you know you doing this you're going to bring closer the merchants more you know you're going to bring closer uh, the merchants to the to the software developers more i think that's amazing and i'm excited that you decided to come and share this with me for the first time today yeah and i like exclusivity i like exclusivities and so people can find you on twitter at uh, devmecha right and uh they need to check so i'm gonna i'm on your website right now i'm gonna drop it on the episode notes but just go to ltv.fund so that's ltv.fund and see all these amazing apps you gotta check trackify x i love that app like i didn't even know i honestly did not know you work with thomas but that guy came to our podcast i think he's brilliant and you just reminded me because i i've been asking him for a demo for a year it's just i got pregnant shit happened and i haven't talked to him but i'm gonna go and message tom after this call because i had the idea of uh, integrating trackify with reveal I'm Let's do it. No, talk to me. Don't talk to Tom. Let's talk to Oh, me. perfect. So we'll I think it. we should talk. <laughs> do it. We talk about so many other things. But we never we talk we about business. Opportunity. This is a good opportunity. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. today. I can wait to hit you up for a coffee because we need to talk about who's... No, actually, you know what? You're not going. Who's your top five hip-hop artists, alive or dead, of all time? Uh-huh. Oh, God. Really? Okay, you go first. You go with one, and then I'll name one. Okay, so of course my first is Biggie. Method Man. An aristocrat. I like it. Okay, okay. So my second is Jay-Z. Okay, my second... Oh, boy. Um, NF? MF Doom? Uh, No, just NF. Oh, NF. Okay, okay, okay. I, I I heard MF and I was like, okay, like she's really aristocratic today with no, me. No, no, no. So for my third choice, I have a very ignorant one. It's going to be Lil Wayne. Okay. I'm a big fan of Wayne. Uh, yeah, Wayne's good. Um, Sky Zoo. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're like hitting me with conscious shit right now. You make me look... <laughs> you, make, you make me look, you look bad in the street. So my, my fourth is Eminem. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a good one. Um... Yeah, right, I can. Bronson. I love Action Bronson. He's from Albania. Yeah. 
I actually worked with someone close to him. And my fifth one from my top five is going to be Pimp C from UGK. And I also like Big L. Pimp C, Big L, and Big Pun are the three of them are on my top oh, yeah. on my last on my last five. The three yeah. of them. Oh God. Okay. So Mac Miller. <sighs> you 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 know what? You like very conscious shit. Yeah. I Most love Def, it. Nas, Most Def, Most Def, yeah. yeah. Most Def looks good too, but this is not a topic for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing Wait, for my husband. They don't call him most deaf anymore, but he's still. Y- most yeah. Deaf. Yeah. Bay. Yes. In Bay. Yeah. No, you got, and you know what? I was expecting some ignorant shit from you because you're from Florida. I was expecting you to tell me two live crew, Lil John and the Eastside boys. I don't know. Some Miami based. I, mean, I can pull up some of those records if you want, but uh. I mean, I mean, I was expecting two live crew from you or something or like, I don't know, a ball and GJ or something. Like you should have, I, I should have expected you to like knock if you back with me right now. In the- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. I mean, in all fairness, I do have some two live crew records, you know, sitting in that. As stack, you but, should. Yeah. As yeah. you should. Yeah. Debbie, thank you for coming. This was fun. I'm gonna sure. publish your top five. This is gonna be my tweet. <laughs> Please keep me posted with uh, with the app, um, you know, app collective. I wanna be in it. Okay. I want to be in it and You're let's in. talk about Trackify because I'm super interested. I, you just w- woke me up to this memory right now. Thank you for being here. Thank you Thank for you doing guys. this for our community of SaaS developers. And I'm just looking forward to see, you know, you know how this is going to grow when you have all my support. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. See you. Thank you everyone Bye. for watching and uh, just ign- ignore us. Ignore us. <laughs> or die. Don't. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Vitex. Vitex is the first and only fully integrated e-commerce marketplace and OMS solution that offers fastest time to revenue and no upgrades ever. So go ahead, check them out. VTEX.com.